We used to be best friends, used to do good things together Oh no, but no more Buddy, cousin, it all just fell apart. I'm sorry. Nah, I'm not sorry. It's just a distant memory. Yeah, yeah. My Hey, what's happening? Hello, hello. I know I'm one minute early. I feel like apologizing. I was going to say, can you cut that hello, hello? <laughs> out. Cut it out. It's too late, blood. No, no, you got to cut it out, Tinder. Just get read. Get read. Just get read, please. Just get read. I didn't think you were recording already. Well, we don't waste no time, Yana. Oh, stop. Just just restart the entire thing, yeah. Just oh, do oh, me a solid. Okay, fine. Gling, 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 gling. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the feeling station. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how, how are you feeling? I'm good. How are you? I'm 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 ecstatic. It's Friday and I almost feel like doing that song. It's Friday. Because hey, I've been waiting for the weekend since Monday. Ish, yeah. that bad. Yes, it's just been one of those weeks. Oh, tell me about yeah. it. For those who are listening to this podcast for the first time, it touches on romantic friend and family breakups that people go through uh, with a view to give you lessons that you can learn from my guest experience. And the podcast is doing great for two main reasons. One, first, uh, is that I do my best to keep my guest anonymous, which brings me to the fun part. The part where you get the name you're going to use for the duration of this episode. Do you have your pen and paper ready? Oh, God, yeah, go for it. All right. So your name is from West Africa. Mm-hmm. From the Hausa tribe, and it's called Hadiza, which is H A D I Z A. Hadiza. Okay. Right. And what that means is that someone with no desire, right? <laughs> oh, I feel offended, you know. <laughs> you are shady. <laughs> someone with no desire, but that's up to you. You maybe uh, you got no desire for bullshit. Uh, maybe you got no <laughs> desire for people who waste your time. Do you see how this could actually be a positive thing? Oh, and in the same breath, maybe you have no desire for, I don't know, other things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, anyway, that's mm-hmm. what it means. I yeah. see you. It's uh, okay. <laughs> that's what it means. And what are you giving the name of the person you're talking about today? I won't give any names. No. I'll just use initials. Okay, right. Initials? Yeah. So not just one? Yeah. Huh? Okay, so what are the initials you're going to use? I'll start with B1 for the first one. B1. Yeah. Okay. And 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 is B1 the focal point of this thing? No. No. So what, there's going to be B2 and whatever? Yes. Yes. You get it. You get it. Fine. I get it. So I'm going to stick with B1. So this is going to be a story about Hadiza and B1. Mm-hmm. And the second reason why the podcast is doing great is there are real life lessons that people are going to learn from what you're going to share today. So what would you like people to learn from your experience? I think I have one lesson. If you can't love a, love somebody's children, don't get with someone with children. Eesh. Do you know what? That is so real. Um, mm. that, that is incredibly real. There's other people out there. As they say, there's plenty of fish, fish in, the in the sea. sea. Honestly, just walk. <laughs> it's okay. Hey. He's not for you or she's not for you. Just leave it alone. I really, Carry really, on. I really, really, really like that. 
So, mm. um, just to sum it up, your name is Hadiza. That means one mm-hmm. with no desire. We'll see whether that is relatable in, 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 in any of this, right? And the individual that you're going to speak about to start off with is B1. And the lesson okay. that you have is if you can't love somebody's children, don't get with someone with children. Uh-huh. So, what are we talking about today? Are we talking about a friendship or a family breakup? I don't know if it's a breakup, you know. Mm. I think it's... um. It's a telenovela. Yeah, let me put it that way. It's a uh, telenovela. Uh, you know that, how <laughs> uh, that, that, that's a big word for me, fam. I ain't got a clue what that means. Uh, don't start with your college words. No, yeah. serious. <laughs> Tele- the telenovela for me is, is a college word. It's like a series, isn't it? It's oh. like um, one without yet an ending. Oh. <laughs> yes. Hey, you're educating. I, I, I think I'm also, ex- um, I'm also exposing my... My limited viewership of television. Honestly, I did not know that at all. And I've just looked it up. And it says uh, a telenovela is a type of television series or drama or soap opera produced primarily in Latin America and doesn't quite have a defined ending. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, cool. Very. <laughs> so, so, so your story is a telenovela. Let's, let's get straight into it. What's going on? So... um. I guess based on my lessons, it's easy to realize that I'm the stepchild in all of this. Oh. Oh, yeah. Um, My mom, I don't really know her. So the woman that birthed me, I don't really know her. So we'll call her B1. Um, I mean, I was born a long, long time ago, but I'm not that old. I just won't tell you my age. Yes, that's a secret too. <laughs> do, do you know, that's like saying dinosaurs are from a long, long, long uh-huh. time ago, but they're yes, not that old. Yes, like, how yes. does that work? You you can't have long time ago and not old in the same line. Okay, so let's say roughly on an estimate about 30 years ago. Yeah, uh, let's uh, use estimate. Are, are, we, are, we, are we using COVID years or real years? Because if we're using COVID years, years, you're two years no. younger. <laughs> do you know what no, I'm saying? No. Age, don't even start me with COVID years, Shah. Age, okay, every... cool. Anyway, right. so, yeah, yeah. Um, so she had one older daughter with somebody else. And then she had me and my older sister. And then I guess her and my father split up, but I don't really know the ins and outs of that. Um, okay. If you ask somebody else, they will tell you there was infidelity or whatever what mm-hmm. happened. They split up. Um, we, me and my older sister went with her for a little bit. And then apparently she had another child after me. But that child sadly passed away. Okay. Um, again, no one knows how or whether there even was a child because I didn't even know about that child until I was about 29. Wow. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to my mother, the one that birthed me, there's a lot of secrecy in terms of what happened to her, how she died, what, like no one will ever tell you anything. Um, if you ask her side of the family, they tell you their own version. Then if you come to my father's side of the family, they'll be like, no, 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 that's all lies. And then if you say to them, okay, tell me what the real thing is. Then they'll say, oh, I can't remember. But I just know that's all lies. That, so That must be incredibly difficult for you as a child. It is. Um, I think even as an adult, because you don't really have an idea about 50% of who you are. Um, the things that you do, you know, that you wonder, do I get it from my father or do I get it from my mother? So it's it's a difficult one so but, I, so i know we're not going to go into specifics of your age yeah i, I just get the feeling that you are in your 30s somewhere mm-hmm. within that range 
So how long ago did your mum pass away? Uh, I would say I was roughly, I think I was probably about three or four years old. So bear in mind, I don't really remember her. Like I actually don't know what she really looks like. I've seen two pictures of her in my entire life, just two. I don't know what she sounds like. I don't know what she smells. I have no memory of even having a relationship with her. So who raised you? So this is where shit gets complicated. (laughs) So um, from what I understand, we, when they split up, we went with my father, Mm. no, sorry, with my mother and our father um, carried on and had a relationship with somebody else. Mm. Um, My mom got ill and she couldn't look after me and my sister. So she basically gave custody of me and my sister to my grandmother, my dad's mother so we went and lived with her for a little bit and then my dad took over so we lived with him i think there was a period where we lived with just him yeah um where he looked after us he would drop us off at my grandmother's house and go do what he needs to do work-wise and then come and get us and then you know we'd go where we lived um he then remarried so we'll call her mother number two b2 or b2 yeah yep <laughs> Uh, so he remarried, I think I was about four when he remarried. I have like tiny memories of their wedding day. Um, I have memories of getting up and getting dressed and everyone being super, super excited. Because um, I remember we slept over at one of the church pastor's house. That's where, you know, the bride and all the bridesmaids got dressed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think both me and my sister were bridesmaids i can't remember clearly Mm -hmm. i just remember wearing a bridesmaid's dress Mm -hmm. and now bear in mind my sister is roughly about three years older than me okay so she would have probably been about seven or eight ish Mm uh so after they got married we moved in with mother number two and um mother number two wasn't was nice to me but wasn't nice to my sister why and i'm putting that in very nice ways um why she you know what i don't even know but all i know you know like i said i don't have vivid memories Mm. but from some things i remember um she was quite abusive and you know by the age of like seven my sister was being made to clean and cook um like and i don't mean like you know like oh teaching how to clean and cook no i mean do everything like everything (laughs) So, um, so, so one of the things I'm teaching my son to do now, and he's only four, yeah, is to is to help around the house. So whenever I'm putting, say, dishes into the dishwasher, I will I will rinse them off, and then he mm. will actually put them in. Then he'll put the tablet, then he'll turn it on, and then he gets a little no. star to say, "Okay, great, you've done this." So it wasn't that kind of chore. No, it's, no, 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 no. Um, you know when someone does like militant cleaning. Mm. on a seven or eight year old i don't mean just helping around saying to a child go pick this up no no i mean worse than that uh even cooking you know like proper cooking sadza and everything else at seven basically they were treating her like a house girl Mm. and you know she would hear her um you remember those coat hangers back home where they would there were wire coat hangers yeah the silver ones yeah yeah she would undo those and use them to hit her. Jesus. And I used to get nightmares of it. So, you know, I'd have nightmares that she is amputating her arms. Um, 
I was a bit of a loudmouth back then. Yeah. I mean, I still am, but you know, not much of a loudmouth as much. Mm. And she would base, I would basically go and tell my grandmother what was going on, and then my grandmother got the police involved. Um, so where was your where was your dad when all of this was happening? Uh huh. He was around. Um, maybe said- that's another lesson for people. Mm. Don't be so willfully blind. Mm. I think that's the thing that's going to become apparent that there's a lot of willful blindness. Uh, There's a lot of making a choice, I guess, because it makes your life easy. I don't know whether it's because love overclouds things. Mm. I don't know whether it's, I, I, you know, I can't say, I can't put in words exactly what was going on because I never had the chance to ask Mm. those questions. Um, So eventually she ended up getting pregnant. Uh, with her own child. Who ended up my, getting pregnant? Uh, B2? My second step. Yes. Yeah, B2. Okay. Yeah. So she ended up getting pregnant and she had a little girl who unfortunately passed away. Same. And this um, was, and this was her she, first child, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think she was probably about six or seven months. She was very young when she passed away. I think mm. even six months is me giving her too much of an age. But she got ill mm. uh, and passed away overnight. Shame. Again, no one's ever really sat down and said, okay, you guys were so young, so this is what happened to the younger sister that you all had. Mm. Um, again, if you try and ask questions, yeah, everybody will start telling you, I don't remember. <laughs> um, so, Isn't it funny that they don't seem to remember? Yeah, no, they don't. They never remember Tinto. No matter how many times you beg, they don't remember and then if you try and search for that information from somewhere else and then mm. you come back and say, well, this is what I found out. Mm. Miraculously, they will always know that that's a lie. So, they sad, will so suddenly like, they remember that something is yeah, a lie. Yeah, they remember those specifics. But, but they forget the truth. Uh-huh. Mm. So if you say, and you know, you will realize that no matter how many times you say, I don't care how bad things got, it doesn't mm. mean I will stop caring about you, but just tell me. So I know for my own peace of mind. I guess... I guess that's a bit difficult for 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 humans to accept, mm, because I know, I, you know, as far as uh, giving that information away is concerned for them, it's I, I don't know, it's too risky. And, yeah, I and, guess. And I guess they just suspect that human nature is for you to turn your back and go back on your word. But it depends how bad that is, because then what you leave me with, you leave me in a position where I have to make my own assumptions. So for you, if if whatever story is, is very, very bad, are you ready to handle it? Can I don't know. It? I can't give that answer. Mm. So maybe, Because I don't know what it is I'm giving an answer to. So maybe that's why this is being withheld. But then that's cruel. I'm not a child. I'm in my 30s. Mm. If maybe I was 16 or 15, I would understand, but I'm in my 30s. Let that be my choice. Let me be the one that decides how I want to deal with it. Yeah. Um, so we are now after she passed away. So my father decided to start seeing another woman. <laughs> Whilst you were still with B2. Yep. So here's um, a question. Did your father see someone else when he was still with your biological mom? Do you know that? I, I think know, he I, did. I, oh, you think he did? Oh, the rumor is that the one he married was his side chick. Um, that's the rumor. Yeah. 
And and when you've asked about this rumor, you haven't been told the truth, obviously, because people don't remember in quotes. See, there's only one person who normally is willing to talk. But the problem is that most of the time, Mwaisa Koloma, he's quite drunk. So you can never fully <laughs> trust his word. But when he... <sighs> So, oh, it's, it's, people. so he only speaks the truth after he's had one uh-huh. too many oh, yeah. bottles. So, uh-huh. well, well, you know what? How about we do it this way? The next time he does get drunk, tell, t- take what he's saying as truth. And I'm only saying this. Alcohol, for the best part, gets rid of people's inhibitions. Mm. So, think, you know, things that they wouldn't normally say when they're sane and, and when, they're not, uh, not in, when they're not intoxicated, they get to open up about I've got I've got some very interesting truths from some of my friends when they were in a drunk state. So hey, I think you're missing on a trick here, Hadiza. Maybe, maybe. You know, but yeah, you know, so jump he, onto something. Yeah. You might you you I mean uh-huh. assume it's true because you can't get any other information anywhere else. No, 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 anywhere else. No matter where you go, mm. uh it's block a block. So <laughs> so your dad got uh, a girl a girlfriend? Mm-hmm. So he started seeing someone else. Mm-hmm. Um I was about six at that stage, five or six years old, between there. Um so when he started seeing her, I got to meet her. But when he introduced me to her, he said, Nangumam Dal. Meaning what for those who don't understand this in the end? I guess it's like your older auntie, isn't it? Like yeah. from your mom's side or yeah. the family. So it's mm-hmm. like your mom's side's older auntie. Okay. And, you know, I was like, okay, cool. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, you know, because finances were low, I couldn't go to nursery. So it's either I was always with my dad or my dad would drop me off at my grandmother's house, but I didn't exactly like staying there. So I used to rebel and walk back home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So sometimes he'd have no choice but to take me with him. Yeah. So when he would take me with him, then, you know, when he's going to meet his new bae, he would take me with him. Mm. And like I said, I was a bit of a blabber mouth. So, you know, if he drops me off at my grandmother's, um, his younger sister would then say, where were you? And then I'd be like, oh, I was here and here. So that's how my grandmother and my auntie found out about okay. the new woman. Hey, okay. Now, Tinto... I don't know whether I ever said anything to my, his current wife, B1, B2. Mm. I have no memory of ever saying that mm-hmm. to her, mm-hmm. but apparently I did. That's how she found out. And they split up. Uh, so on, the, on the basis of you saying something? Apparently, that's wow. how it happened. Okay. Um, like I said, I don't know. I don't remember ever saying that to her. Mm, I, mean, um, I mean, you were very young, hey? I was, yeah. I was, I was quite, so it, it it might be true that I did say something, it might not be true, but I know I 100% say something to my grandmother and my auntie, because I do remember doing that, mm-hmm. but to my stepmother, I don't, and the thing is that my memories of her are very, it's, I suppressed a lot of it. Yeah, of course. And it will become apparent why I did. Mm-hmm. Um. So when they split up, Obviously, we went back to we went back to live with my grandmother. So my dad, myself, and my sister moved back in with my grandmother. Um, their divorce was quite bad, and I think at one stage there was fighting over custody. But you know, the judge was like, "Well, they're not your children, so why are you fighting?" Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, the thing that I don't know is whether she was fighting for both me and my sister or just me. But again, because I won't lie, Tindo, that woman loved me, and I remember having. I remember loving her as mm. a child with the mother. Mm. But then I, I know there was probably like mixed feelings because I could see what was happening to my sister. 
How did that impact your relationship with your sister? Oh, uh, it will become apparent. <laughs> okay. Yeah, telenovela. Uh, yeah, telenovela. I guess. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Remind myself. <laughs> um. So we moved in with my grandmother. At my grandmother's house, there was my grandmother, my dad's younger sister, and um. My dad comes from like a big family. I won't say how many or who mm. and who, but most of them had come overseas to work mm-hmm. and they'd left their children at my grandmother's house. Mm-hmm. So once we moved in, my dad made the decision that he wanted to go overseas to work because mm-hmm. obviously he figured out he would make a bit more money than what he was making in Zimbabwe. So mm-hmm. he moved overseas, left me and my sister uh, to live with my auntie and my grandmother and all the other kids that were there. Mm. Um, remember me saying I hated staying at my grandmother's house. Yes, yes, yes. You mentioned it. Yeah, I used to. I used to leave um, and walk. I think it was a good fifteen or eighteen miles back to our house, and I would walk it. And I was Mad. about four or five when I was doing that. Um, but I hated staying there. Yeah. So now imagine moving in. What is it that and, you hated about being at your grandma's? Oh, anyway? I'll, le- I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot you're gonna let me know, man. You better remember. Oh, there is. I will. Don't worry. I okay. will. I promise. Okay. Um. So we moved in. Um. I think my dad didn't even last more than six months. I think probably three months, and he left. And that entire time, he was still seeing his bay, mm. um, who eventually becomes stepmother number two. Sure. Um, so, so this is B three. I'll call yes. it B three. Yeah. Um. Right. So he left. Came overseas. And then um, me and my sister stayed over, well, back where we were. And then uh, that's when everything started getting worse. Um, How do I describe my dad's younger sister? Hmm. I'm trying to find nice words in my head. You know what? I think even calling her a witch is insulting witches. Come on, Hadiza. You can't. Really? No. No, Tinto. Like... That's me insulting a witch. She was worse than that. Um, Lord of mercy. My grandmother was quite old by the time we moved in with her. I think she was in, probably in her late 60s. Yeah. And her memory wasn't as good by that point. So this is your dad's young sister or dad's older sister? Younger. Younger, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And when we moved in after he left, I mean, before, you know, there were comments being made like, oh, you guys used to live there. You used to think you're better than everybody else, but look at where you are now. Mm. Um, but that was done when my dad wasn't at home. So when he left, he came to mm. things go worse for me and my sister. Like, I mean, worse. Um, you know, for me, I started being, you know, accused of ruining my dad's marriage that it was my fault that the marriage ended um so who was accusing you of that um my dad's younger sister and all the other kids that were there because some of them were a lot older some of them are like say probably between the ages of 18 to about the youngest would have been my well one year younger than me so about five or six and they were saying this to a five-year-old child yeah, so, you know, they would, like, do, like, a little court system and then the older children would be like, you need to confess, you need to confess, you so, need to tell the truth. Hold on a second. This court system you're talking about, is that with kids or with some adults? 
there will be some adults. So when we're, when we're saying adults, are we talking people in their twenties, thirties? Yes, we're not talking children. We're talking adults. Sitting in, sitting with a five year old asking yeah. the child to confess. Yeah. This is ridiculous. And you know, sometimes my sister would feel like she has no choice but to say to me, just say you did it so they can let you go. This is ridiculous. I mean, but what was, what guarantee was it that they would let you go with the way these people are going? They were not going to let you go. Well, they wouldn't. They didn't. So, and remember, like I said, I loved my first stepmother. I won't lie and pretend like I didn't. I did. Yeah. And it felt like I got punished for that. Mm. And there would burn wedding pictures like because you know when we moved in we moved in with all our other stuff so they would bend the wedding pictures they would rip her picture up into pieces and then you know there would be the whole like you know they know like her kids know they can hit you and you can't hit back because then they gang up on you mm. and then their mother doesn't do anything and you would cry like go to you know oh go go to cry but there wasn't much you could do Eesh. um yeah, by the time I think I was now in school, yeah, I think I was in grade two by that point. Mm. Um, so, you know, you would get told, we don't know how you're going to go to school because your father didn't send money for you to go to school. But where was your sister at this point? Was she in school? She was there. So, no, we were both there. We would both be sitting there having to be told all of this. Right, okay, yeah. Yeah, I would both be there having to be told... Yeah, because, yeah, we'll both be told, oh, your father didn't send money for you to go to school. All the other, you know, people sent money for their kids, but your father didn't send anything. Mm. You're only going to school because we feel sorry for you. So here's the question. Had your dad sent money for real or he hadn't for real? Don't know. Because when we would ask him, as I got older and I would ask, he would say he did. Mm. And then I think by that time, my stepmother, number three, Two had moved to overseas to be with him. Yeah. And she would say, you know, we did send, but we would be told no money was then. Mm. Uh, so, you know, it wasn't an easy thing. Um, my grandmother had like, you know, a farm, you know, back where we were, you would be given like a plot of land for you to, oh, I think she bought it. I can't remember the exact in and outs, but she yeah. had a little plot but yeah. you had to walk to it. Like it was far to get to it. Mm. Um, so I think it was about an hour or an hour, 20 minutes walk or something like that. It wasn't like a near, you had to really walk. So sometimes, you know, my sister would be like, just go with Ugoko. That way you can be out of the house. Mm. And, you know, money was tight. But the thing is that you never know whether money was tight because there was no money or money was tight because my dad's older sister was <laughs> um, keeping the money. Well, not older sister, younger sister was keeping the money for her and her children or whatever. You never know. How many children does she but have? I, do, I won't say the number. Okay, fine. But it's fine. more than three. Okay, cool. Because um, sometimes, you know, you would see her call them into a room and give them like, you know, I'm a sweets and stuff mm. like that. And you guys wouldn't get anything. Hi. Yeah. Ah, uh, your older sister. Mm-hmm. Because she was older, she could have had this conversation with your dad. Do you know if she did to say, "Hey, you know, some 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 of the kids are getting stuff that we don't get." Blah 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 blah. No, because remember back then uh, there were no phones in the house. Oh, so right. it's either you went to the really rich neighbor's houses to use their phone and everyone would be there 
listening to you talk or you had to walk to those public phones. Again, everyone will be there listening to you talk. Aye. So the only thing you could say was, oh, can you send us money for bread or money for books? <laughs> or say what you were being told to say. Yeah, this is sounding grim. Yeah, so you wouldn't be able to say, this is what I'm going through. You would just be able to say, we have no bread. Can you send us money for bread? Mm. And this money was always sent through your dad's younger sister. Yeah, no, we never saw a penny of it. Mm. Tinto, I didn't start seeing money that I would say was coming from my father's side until one of my cousins, who's older, moved back from overseas back home. Mm-hmm. That's when we, because then they started sending to her directly. Uh, that's when I would say, yeah, I was living life. Like I could be able to eat sweets and stuff like that. You know, things that a child should be enjoying. You know, I would thing, say through her. Do you, know, do you know why this is so touching for me? You're not even talking about eating wholesome big meals. You're just saying mm-hmm. that's when I was able to eat sweets. You know, the very mm-hmm. basics that children crave, just sweets. Mm-hmm. Aish, man. Yeah, so it, was, it wasn't as... Uh, yeah, I would say it was, yeah, one of my cousins. So I was about, when, how old was I when she came? I think I was about nine. Mm. No, I'd say, no, I was about nine. So prior to then, then, you know, not to toot my own horn, but I do hold my own at school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Irrespective of what's going on, I do hold my own. It, it, sounds, um, like, it sounds like you did very well in school then. I did, I did. Uh, and I was doing quite well even irrespective of what was going on at home. I think the first year we moved there and we had to go to a different school, I was number four at school. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was because we started halfway through the year. Yeah. Then the next year I was number two or number three. Yeah, between those two. Yeah, but I remember that was because it was... always top five. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. And you know that we do like school presentation at the end of the year for the mm. top three and, mm. you know... Parents would be invited, um, you know, like, you know, because my dad wasn't there. It was either my auntie would come. There was no way my grandmother would come because she could barely walk sometimes. She yeah. had problems with her legs and stuff like that because she was quite frail. She would never turn up. Um, instead, you would have some strange person, yeah. you know, running so you don't look so pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, you know, like you would see other kids' parents running up to yeah. hug them when they're picking up the presents, yeah, yeah. and you would get up to go, yeah, and it would be quiet. Aye. So there was this random woman. I don't know who the hell she is. Yeah, but she used to get up because she could read the room. Mm-hmm. So up, so up until this day, you don't know who she was. No, mm. no, she would get up and she'd be like, you know, do the lily or whatever she's. Doing. Yeah. Just, you know, to... To get rid of the awkwardness. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, um, yeah, so then my cousin finally moved over and things got a little bit better, but it was still like, not as... It was still tense, if you see what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because obviously by then, I don't think my father was aware of exactly what was going on at home because obviously you couldn't say anything. Mm. So, you know, they were still sending money to his younger sister. So you would, you know, if there were school trips, I remember there was one school trip where, I don't, I know it was a zoo. There was a zoo, like, where we were. Mm. 
Um, but I can't remember the name of it. And I don't want to say the name of it because I think then you would know where yeah, I'm from. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I did ask for the money for my father because mm. I did speak to him on the phone. Mm. He said he would send. Uh, come time to pay for the trip, we were told he didn't send anything, so I couldn't go. Mm. And, you know, everyone went in our entire, and I think there was only me and this one boy who were left behind. Wow, that's painful, man. Yeah, it was. It was embarrassing as hell as mm. well. Because again, remember, everybody knows your father is overseas. So, you know, people are looking at you like he can't even give you just this little small portion of money for you to go on this school trip. So there's that embarrassment. And let's be honest, kids can be cruel as well. Yeah. Um, And one of my cousins was in the same grade as I am. Mm. So she went because apparently, you know, they sent money for her, but they didn't send money for me. So you you kind of just went, okay, cool. And just kept moving. Mm. And then uh, when my other cousin came, finally came, and then things started getting a little bit better, she eventually told what was going on. Mm. Uh, yeah, she eventually told. So um, my father and B2 started sending money to her rather than sending money to my dad's younger sister. But M- that caused a lot. Yeah, but that's caused a lot of arguments. Tinto, yeah, like, and, and at this point, we st- World War. at this point, were you still staying with your dad's young sister? Mm-hmm. we never went anywhere else yeah, so yeah, even yeah. she came and stayed there because that was the main like that was our main base mm. there so there was nowhere else you could go that was the only base because that was my you know my grandmother's house where everybody grew up so there was nowhere else for you to go yeah it's it's all making sense why she'd be upset because she, she probably got used to a certain lifestyle which was mm. now funding through your dad mm. and for those so, funds to now be diverted you know mm-hmm. it, it was, so she yeah I mean, even when, you know, my cousin ended up telling them what was going on mm. here, mm. only my dad and B2 kind of believed her. Everybody else was like, no, you guys are lying. Well, that's B3. She would never do that. So, so B3, oh, yeah. yeah, B3 step mom number two. Yeah, right? yeah, okay. sorry, yeah. Mm-hmm. So all of that would kick off, but they would, you know, they would say, you know, the others, my dad's other siblings would say, no, you guys are lying. That's not what's happening. Um. Again, I think that's another lesson. May, not a lesson per se, but maybe Zim parents need to get used to the trauma their kids suffered when they left them yeah. <laughs> to go overseas and work. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I'm sure a lot of people probably went through it a little bit. Mm, mm. But um, so eventually I ended up going to boarding school. Yeah, I think after about six or seven months after she came, I ended up in a boarding school because they thought it might make things better. Mm-hmm. And my sister ended up in one as well. Okay. So we were both, yeah. And also, bear in mind, when they finally said what was going on, um, my cousin and my sister had snuck out and went and used the phone and actually told what was going on. So obviously, my dad and B3 told the others who then said, no, you guys are lying. And then they called her and told her what was being said, which was World War 30 <laughs> mm. in that house. So it was really, really like, yeah, some of the words she said to my cousin were just unforgivable. And uh, my grandmother at this point was really, really ill. Yeah. And also at this point, some of the older kids started being sent back, well, being sent abroad to go to their parents because again, the older they go, mm-hmm. the more they started talking about their own treatment. Right, gotcha. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so they started talking about their own treatment and they started fighting back. So there was a lot of like fighting. I mean, I, it, there was a lot of fighting, mm. especially with one he would kick off. Mm-hmm. The one that likes to get drunk and tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I like that guy for some for for some funny reason. I like mm-hmm. him. So you know, they said coming back. Um, there was yeah. So after they said coming back, we went to boarding school, mm. and then my grandmother passed away. Oh shame! Sorry to hear that. Yeah, I mean, I love that woman with all my heart. Mm. Um, I think she made things a hell of a lot more tolerable than they would have been if she wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um. If she wasn't there, I don't even know how me and my sister... I think mine and my sister's treatment would have been like a thousand times worse. worse. yeah, yeah. So when she passed away, they obviously all came back to do the funeral. And then um, my dad decided that it's best for me and my sister to come back with him. Okay. Just to recap, um, by that point, him and B3 were married. And mm-hmm. I think they had... A, yeah, he was born. They had a son. So I had a younger brother by then. Oh, nice. Yeah, so uh, then he decided, well, he wanted us to go there. And also, I forgot to say, she did have a child of her own Mm -hmm. from a different relationship or marriage, whatever. Yeah, Yeah, but we didn't live in the same. So she lived with her family and we lived with my dad's side of the family. So we didn't, we didn't even see each other, to be honest with you. It's it's interesting. Uh, Do you know why she she would have not lived with? her child and your dad? Uh, I mean, she had come to be with him overseas, isn't he? Mm-hmm. This is where things start, you know, you start thinking, oh, okay, I get you. But, um, so, but, but from the sound of things, I'm just trying to make sure I have this right in my head. Your mm-hmm. your dad got with step number, number with step mom number two, who we've called mm-hmm. B3. Mm-hmm. And did you say B3 had her own child before? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and, and this child did not live with with them no she was also back in the same country we were in but she was with her yeah so she was with her or with with her with her own side of the family and we were with my dad's side of the family gotcha gotcha so we weren't exactly being raised in the same no yeah 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 okay yeah yeah um i don't know why that was done that way but Mm -hmm. it was done that way anyway Mm um i mean to be fair to be three she had come back and done hello wola but again, it, the tension was already there. I mean, they didn't like each other. Her and my dad's younger sister really did not like each other by mm, that point. Mm, they despised mm. each other. So there was already, you know, that level of tension or whatever. Um, after my grandmother passed away, my dad decided we were to come back. Uh, we were to move overseas with mm, him. Mm-hmm. And the plan was that we would go and also her child would come as well. So yeah, all three yeah, yeah. of us would go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Makes um, sense. But it turns out that when they were sending money to my dad's younger sister and saying to her, you know, can you go get the girl's passports? She would say, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're done and they're received. They weren't done. No, no way. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> I know, love that it's funny. Do, do you know, I thought this sort of stuff only happened with houses. As in they send Mm-mm. money for you to build Mm-mm. a house. And then when you get there, there's not even a foundation. Mm-mm. This even goes to things like passports, you know. Mm. There were no passports Aye. so my dad's now like you know back then i think you were told it would take up to about six or seven months to get one Aye. and he had to bag and bag so we ended up on travel documents <laughs> that is crazy yeah yeah we ended up on travel documents i, I bet think... you there was no apology from the young sister no 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 oh hell no apologize for who 
<laughs> Out of curiosity, now that you're grown, do you talk to her? Oh, hell. Yeah, I didn't expect you to, uh, nope. to say anything if else. If she calls to say hi, I think I last less than 45 seconds on that phone call. I don't call, I don't text, I don't... No, I'm okay. It's okay. Go your way, I'll go my way. It's not that deep. <laughs> hey. Yeah, so eventually we got travel documents, so we were able to travel in documents. Mm. Um, my father came back and left us. And when he left us, you know, they started saying, oh, your tickets have not been paid for. Your father doesn't have the money to pay the tickets. You're not going anywhere. You're going to stay here mm. with the rest of us. Then eventually the tickets were paid for. Ooh, then it changed to, yeah, even if you go, you'll be back. You will not get papers. You'll be back. We see them coming back all the time. The same thing's going to happen to you, so don't get excited. Why were people so hateful? I don't know. This went on and on and on. And then um, B3's sibling then came to pick us up because... Well, she ended up being the one that took us to the airport for us to travel overseas. Wow. And so, so yeah. nobody from, from your dad's side of the family was willing to help you get to the airport, etc.? I think it's also because, you know, it had become clear, the intentions. So even sending the money to pay the tickets, they didn't send to my dad's younger sister. They sent to be three sister to, send, to go and pay. That is mad. Yeah, because I think it became apparent that, you know, that was never going to happen. So, so eventually... So, so out of curiosity, I, I know now you're about to talk about your, your guys transitioning to, um, to, to, mm -hmm. to where your dad had moved to. Mm -hmm. Did you have a relationship with B3's family at all? So you, you've just nope. mentioned... No. Mm -mm. Like how? That will become clear. Yo. <laughs> ah. Okay. So um, eventually we ended up coming to the, yeah, so even like buying clothes or getting our hair, like, you know, braided to come over here, we had to go and meet B3 sister for her to be able to go and pay wherever we were going. Because again, like I said, they knew if you send it to this one, she wouldn't do it. Mm. But I think by that point, there had been a restriction on sending it to my cousin who'd been doing everything for us before. Mm. So I think something had happened which had meant it wasn't possible anymore. Mm. But, you know, she was still there looking after us. I mean, even if they were late sending money to pay fees for boarding school, you know, she would sneakingly take from whatever she was getting from her parent, use that to pay to cover us so that, you know, the embarrassment wasn't as bad. And then when the money eventually came, she would then take it and replace. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she was a godsend. Yeah. I won't lie. Yeah, absolutely. She was a godsend. Um, so... When we were leaving, I was like, I'm never coming back to this place. Yeah. I was like, never will I ever return. I won't even drop foot into this country if God willingly. Mm. And I won't lie, I haven't. You haven't? Uh-uh. Yo. I refuse. There's no... I mean, I know people have asked me, what would happen if you have kids? I'm like, it's okay. They don't need to see it. It's fine. Let us stay there. I've never been back. I don't want to go. I don't want to even think about it. Even, you know, when you have people offering, saying, oh, but you don't have to go there. You could come and stay with me. I'm like, no, it's okay. Thank you for the offer, though. So this has cut you so deep that it's your, your association with the country itself is problematic. Yeah. I have zero happy memories there or any other happy memory that I thought was a happy memory was so tainted. Hey. That I, I can't see myself ever wanting to go there mm. to see who, <laughs> for who. 
Mm. Yeah, no, I get yeah. it. I guess, yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. So um, we came over to the where my parents were. And luckily, uh, we actually were able to get like indefinite papers at the airport. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which was really, really lucky. So that's when, you know, me, my sister and the other child then moved. Mm. So all three of us. Mm. Then we moved in with, you know, my father and B3. Yes. Um, I think with hindsight, because now I'm a little bit older and I can read to situations a little bit better. The differences in how we were all treated was already there uh, from day one. Mm, explain. I think, you know, it's little things like, you know, saying my child must have the best of everything else. And then you guys are just given the little tiny options. But you never saw it as a difference because, you know, you were so excited to be getting new things or whether it's clothes or whatever. You were just excited. Mm -hmm. But with hindsight, as an older person now, you can actually, especially as someone who now understands the differences in qualities of things, you kind yeah. of get it a little bit. Yeah. Even the way, yeah. So, and, so what I'm getting from that is that you you and your sister would get a certain level of quality given and then B3's child will have superior quality. Yes. Yes. So here's the question. Aha. Uh -huh. There are, are two parents in the same house uh -huh. with kids of their own. This was the uh -huh. perfect opportunity for your dad to say, hey, all kids get all the same. Or if not that, up the quality of what you were getting to match what B3 was giving her child. Why did your dad not do that or did he? He never did. Willful blindness. And also, I don't know what goes to a man's mind or whether they think that's the only way to keep peace in the house. Or I think sometimes there's that assumption that just because someone has said, yes, I know you have children, da-da-da-da-da, they're actually going to do what they say they're going to do. Mm. So um, things were okay, but they were not okay when we came over. And uh, I would say... That's when things, probably three or four months. And then it became apparent that B3 and my dead siblings didn't like each other. But we knew my dead siblings because they would come and visit. They would bring you presents. You know, they were your dead siblings, your aunties and your uncles. Mm -hmm. So you already had that bond of this is family. Mm -hmm. And you didn't, for me, I don't know how I did that, but I didn't class them the same as I classed his younger sister. I don't know how I did that, but I did that anyway. As you saw them as two very different groups of people. Yes. Even yeah. though they were, you know, fundamentally the same. Yeah. Think, and even my love for them. I think it was based was, on your experience, eh? You know, because, probably. you know, because these, the, the, these ones uh, in the country where your dad is were not trying to be mean. They were trying to connect mm -mm. and build and love. Whereas the other one was trying to destroy and tear down. Oh, and she was. I mean, even when one of them came over to visit, the one whose daughter actually came and was the one who was looking after us. Mm. Um, she was really nice. She was really welcoming. You know, she was, you know, I think, you know, hugging you and stuff, you know, something you weren't experiencing mm. <laughs> back there because I don't think we were even, yeah, no, I, there's never been a hug. I mean, I think if she touched me, I used to like, you know, shrink back. <laughs> so how are you with affection now in general? Are you... I'm not good. I mm. don't like it. I've, I, I always think your affection comes with a dagger behind my back. Wow. Um, I don't trust it. I don't trust, you know, no matter how much someone gives me good intentions, I question it. And the thing is, I don't do it in front of your face, but in my brain. Trust and believe I'm moving zero to a thousand. 
but you know, in a funny way, um, and perhaps I'll speak for myself, mm-hmm. that you may not show something to my face, but I will feel it in your Maybe. vibe. So Maybe. No, but then I think I've become so good at masking things. I've become so very good at not showing my pain as out loud. I mean, sometimes it seeps through. And I think the more comfortable I become, mm. especially I would say my friends, probably they're more likely to say, I know her mm. because they've had time to get to know me. But I think if you met me today, it's mm. either you love me or hate me. Because sometimes I can be so cold when I meet people. Because there's something about your energy that I'm like, uh-uh, danger zone. I need to move from this one. So I got a quick question. Mm-hmm. Not to deviate too much from your story. No, it's, okay. it's a really slight deviation. Relationship-wise, how are you doing with guys? Ah, well. <laughs> maybe um, maybe I'll, I'll put it in two options because I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Good, okay. good or bad? Very bad. Okay, we'll talk about that yeah, another time. But very, very b- bad. but I've kind of earmarked that for us to have as a, as a discussion later on. To be fair, I think it will become apparent why I'm so very bad. Because like I say, when I first mm. got to where we were, mm. things were okay. Things were better than where we were coming from. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there was that excitement of saying, at least it's not like where I'm coming, coming from. Coming from, yeah, yeah. But then it started to change. So, 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 are you talking about the change of the love that you're receiving from this other set of uncles and aunties, or changing no. from the love between your dad and B three? No, I would say change in what was happening between more myself and B three than my older sister. And I think one of the incidents that really did trigger it was, like I say, I had a really good love and friendship for you know. Yeah. Especially one of my dad's siblings. Yeah. Like, I really, really, really adored her. Mm-hmm. And um, I had overheard my B3 talking about her to one of her friends in not so very nice terms. Mm-hmm. And I felt guilty not telling her. And I can't explain why I felt that guilt. Or maybe it's because I thought about the way she had loved on me and I didn't think it was, because it wasn't like nice, like Tinto, it was vile what she was saying. It was really horrible. She was just talking about who? Uh, one of my dead siblings to mm. one of her friends on the phone. Mm, okay. So I went and I said, I went and I told her uh, and I said, look, I just think you should be aware. So at least whatever you're doing, yeah. whatever fights you are getting into, you stay away from. I don't know what happened. Did I you, can't tell you. Did you know I don't know interesting? What... You know, j- just while she's saying that, I, I don't think you're the kind of person who wants to bottle stuff in. Because, no, because remember, even when you're super young and, and, and any four or five-year-old child would do this, you know, you, 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 you blurted out stuff that eventually mm. resulted in your dad and B2 splitting. Mm. And, you know, people came down on you like a ton of bricks. And now here's another situation where you're potentially letting out a cat out of the bag that could cause mm-hmm. some more wahala. Mm. So it's, it's, it's an integral part of you and it's not a bad thing. Well, it's a part that I now really suppress. I don't want to know. Like when someone comes to me and says that, I just don't, leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that, that was going to be my next question to say suddenly now you say you bottle up stuff and you don't say stuff. Now, I don't it, it, is, know. This, is this because every time you've said stuff, it has blown mm-hmm. up in your face. Mm-hmm. Ay, 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 ay. So uh, I, 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 I begged her not to tell anyone that mm. I told her this. Mm-hmm. 
Tinder, by the time I walked into the house, uh, yeah. she'd already called and shouted at her and said, I heard what you said about me. So B3 was angry and she was like, I know it's between you and your sister who said it, so who said it. And she was like, I'm not going to be angry. I just want to know. And me being stupid, I said it was me. Mm. And yeah, from there things went. Left. Left is... You know, a plane that nose dives to the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what happened. Jeez. She went and told her friends. Mm. And then one night, my dad was on a night shift. So her friends came over and they held another court system. Lord have mercy. Uh huh. And they were like, we're going to take you to their family. They're going to do the typical. You don't know what they're going to do to you. They're going to be so angry. You know, I remember one of them saying to me and my sister, if you girls think you're such queens, maybe we should take you to Claire's and buy you the crown so you can wear that the queens you think. Wow. I will never forget that. How old were you at this point? Twelve. Jesus. Mm, I was twelve. So, you know, every time my dad would go to a night shift... You knew they that all hell would break loose, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You knew it was going to be um, World War Twenty, And yeah, my sister was still, you know, doing majority of this stuff, like, you know, the cooking, the cleaning and stuff like that. And by that point, you know, there was the three that came from Zimbabwe and then the young boy who was quite young at that stage. Mm. Um, yeah, we were at school by then. So, you know, it would be little things like, you know, being told there's no money for Pegland. Well, for school lunches, because at the time we were still on school lunches, mm. uh, but there was money to give the other child and me and my sister would be talked, there's no money. Mm. Um, you know, sometimes my dad would do whatever he could do and then you would see him running into school during lunchtime. So he would, you know, ask the reception to call us so he could give us money. And sometimes if that didn't happen, you would just go and hide in the library and pretend like you had loads of homework to do. Mm. Hey, this is breaking my heart, man. This is a lot. Yeah, so in the end, we made a decision to say we will go and pack lunches because we thought that would be one cheaper and two probably would mean that we actually have food. Um, the other do- like child was not on um pack lunches because yeah. obviously apparently there was a difference in the way the government deals with primary school and secondary school and if these things were not done for a child in primary school social services would be cold mm. that was the excuse we were given so um yeah we did what we did and then i finally went on my first school trip which was fun yeah. um it was a trip away to a little island so that was really fun mm-hmm. and i was able to make some friendships like some really good friendships you know get along with people in my yeah, and so did my sister. You know, we were in school, we were doing quite well mm. in terms of establishing friendships. Mm-hmm. But home was a completely different story. 
um, I used to run away a lot. Like I used to run away a lot because sometimes I would get blamed for things that I didn't do. You know, like the other child saying, I saw her throw the clothes on the floor. And I'm like, wait, well, I wasn't mm. even anywhere near then. Mm-hmm. And no one would believe me if I said, but I didn't because I said, but she saw you. So is she lying? Mm. So I used, I used to run a lot. And in the end, uh, the uh, sibling I told what I had been said is the one I used to confide in a lot. Yeah. And uh, so one time she ended up calling uh, my social services. Aye. Um, and they came and you know they asked my sister and she said no, I was lying. So nothing was done. <sighs> so I learned to start fighting back mm. with my mouth. I can't hear, but I can talk. Um, I knew telling anyone apart from that auntie no one else believed me so even my father didn't believe me he thought I was just lying or just making things up so a lot of the times he would be like which means you're lying Mm. or they would say I'm jealous of the relationship that my father is building with the other child or because there's now the younger child as well the two other kids are now around Um, so I learned to you know if I was told you're ugly, I'd be like, so are you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I was going to laugh, but, but, I just, but, but I just imagined it in my own head. Right? Uh-huh. This is coming from somebody who you know, already kind of finds it okay to, to say what's on their mind, mm-hmm. but they've gone into mm-hmm. a shell and now they're trying to make their way out of a shell and mm-hmm. they're just like, yeah, you're ugly too. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so, so playing that in my head yeah. made me Over chuckle. Over the years I started doing that and, mm. you know, you know, she'd say something, I'd say it back. I mean, one example is, I think I was about 13 or 14. Like, like this is an example out of the blow. Um, she, had, I had read in an article that, you know, Victoria Beckham used to chew 21 times because that's how she makes sure that she stays skinny. And I found it fascinating. Wow. And I'm someone who, yeah, I'm someone who, when I read things, I get fascinated mm. and I keep them in my mind. Mm-hmm. I think I still do it to mm. my friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they got used to me getting excited about stupid things. Um, so we were in the car driving from somewhere. And I said it and I was like, oh, did you know Victoria Beckham does this and this? Mm-hmm. And then she went, is that why you're so skinny? Aye. And I turned around and I said, no, it's because I don't want to be a fat pig like you. Aye. Clap back, clap back, pop, 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 pop. <laughs> <laughs> and I won't lie to this wow. day. It pissed me off. My mouth, my mouth wow. is reckless. <laughs> Yeah. I got to a state. I was like, you know, if you if things are gonna happen and I'm gonna get punished, at least let me feel some enjoyment yeah, while I'm getting it. Yeah, yeah. So but um the sad thing is that, you know, she started splitting me and my sister up. Uh, you know, there would be things being emphasized like, oh, your dad prefers your sister to you. Mm. Um then there would be, you know, pushing for my sister to have a better relationship with them and I would be get left out. Like they would do things and I would get left out. And if, you know, they were asked, why didn't you take this one with you? They would say, it's because she doesn't like it. But mm. nobody would have asked me. Mm. So I learned to be my own bestie. Okay. I turned to books. And yeah. the funny thing is, she actually introduced me to one of the books. Mm-hmm. And I turned to them. And I have such a high regard for this author. I don't care what anyone says about her. I absolutely adore her. Mm-hmm. And because her books were a lifeline to me, mm-hmm. the level of resilience I go. So basically, well, anyway, 
I used to read a lot of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the way I used to make myself feel better is I would look at the life of Harry Potter and I would say he lost both his parents, but he's still nice and kind and he's still fighting every day. Mm-hmm. So I got to do the same. I see. So, and that's so, why so, I so, loved those books. So it was a good motivator for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I used to read, I mean, I would read, I think I would read them about, I think I've read those books about a million times. Yeah. They were my lifeline. Like yeah. if you found me not sitting with anyone, I would be reading those books. Like I would be on my own. Mm. So that would take us. Then we've eventually moved to a bigger house. And yeah, I mean, the treatment got worse and worse. And then the silent treatment started because she said my mouth is reckless. So she doesn't want to speak to me. So that I would get ignored a lot. Mm. Um, remember me saying to you if you don't text me back but within 20 minutes my mind goes zero to a thousand I, I remember uh-huh. that okay now <laughs> it's, it, 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 it's all making sense now yeah uh-huh. so I can't deal with silence even to this age I can't right my mind I did it in front of one of my friends I can make a st- I can you give me silence and from that silence I will come up with why you're silent, yeah, I will come up with a conclusion, and then mm. I'll respond from that. It's interesting because for me, silence is danger. It's interesting you say that, and this is the third episode. I'm I'm, I'm referring to this book, and I'm just going to say it for for the benefit of those who may want to look it up. There's a book known as The Four Agreements. I have read those. Uh, yeah, you, you see, and and it's interesting that you read those four agreements, but the third agreement is what you've just described. And and, yeah. the, and the third agreement says, don't make assumptions because if you make an assumption, you will form an opinion that you will justify as correct to make your mm-hmm. assumption accurate. And yet the reality might be completely different. I've started, I read that book last year mm. and I actually started applying those principles last year. Sometimes I'm good at it. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm not. Again, but I think it depends uh, on how. And again, j- j- just to add on to that comment you've just made, the fourth agreement says, always do your best. Mm-hmm. And it recognizes that you're human by nature, and it's impossible for you to make life-changing uh, decisions and movements at the click of a finger. Yeah. It takes time. Yeah. So, so out of curiosity, um, how much of this best are you really applying? Are you really trying to do your best? Because from the sound of things, I think you still formulate opinions based on assumptions and all of that stuff and 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 maybe maybe you can correct me if i'm wrong Mm -hmm. you may not be following guidance of agreement number two which is don't take anything personal i struggle with not taking anything personally Mm. um i think the more i tell you i I mean we are at the scratch of b number three (laughs) because that goes on for about until now, well, inter- interestingly enough, this is perfect time for me to actually stop it here then. Mm-hmm. Because I'm looking at where our time is. And if we're only just scratching the surface of B3, I'm not mm-hmm. about to sit down and rush either myself or you into this. Because <laughs> I would like you to feel comfortable enough to let everything out the bag. Yeah. yeah. Because there, there feels like there's a, there's a lot here. Ah, uh, there is. Uh, the funny thing is, you know, I never really sit down and I think I've only ever done it with my therapist, but yeah. with anyone else apart from her, mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever sat down and really said, this is how life was. And a lot of the times, you know, the way I respond to people mm. is from that. And I don't mean to, but because I've had to learn to protect myself so much, mm-hmm. I do it. 
and it's become like an instinct that I can't get rid of. Yeah. And that's why I say to you, relationships, I just, I struggle because again, that assumption, <laughs> I respond from that rather than respond from what's going on now. Mm. In a funny way, the, the, the defense mechanism that you've put can, in a way, be helped by what you are as a person. So by nature, I think you're somebody who doesn't hold back, right? If you feel the need to say something, whether good or bad, you will say it. The manner in which you say it might be a different story. Mm -hmm. So dealing with agreement number three should be fairly easy for you because it says don't make assumptions you are the perfect person to just say exactly what you're feeling so that you don't have to make an assumption. So you have a strength you can benefit from. It's inherent in your DNA. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. But the problem is how somebody else responds. That's where it becomes tricky. Uh, that's where it becomes tricky, but that's where mm -hmm. agreement number two is a fantastic agreement. Yeah, because yeah. On, on either side, don't take things personally. I was having a really interesting conversation with a friend of mine two days ago, right? Mm -hmm. And she says to me, she read somewhere in a book that you should never take things personally because you don't know what somebody was going through in that moment. So, so if you ask me a question and, and I'm having a bad day, my response might be really horrible to you. Not to say that I mean it, but I'm just having a bad day. And if you ask the same thing and I'm having a good day, you might get a totally different response. <laughs> I am exactly like that. You know, but in, in, in either case, it has hit you differently based on my attitude. That's got nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. absolutely nothing to do with you i do that a lot i won't lie uh, sometimes i will risk, i was i've had to learn to tone down how i say things even if i'm saying it i now have like you know i have a friend who actually pointed this out and she said i really like it when you do this i ask her are you not are you in the mental capacity for me to say what i'm thinking or for me to address this <laughs> and she'll come to me and say no i'm having a really difficult day can we book table it in for right. two weeks time? okay gotcha. and in two weeks time she will literally come back to me and say okay you wanted to talk about something yeah, what is it and it works for me and her yeah because we've had to find that common ground where we can say okay i'm someone i'm very upfront if you say to me like i'm wearing these jeans what do you think mm. i'm more likely to be like nah let it go but I, the same girl, she's exactly the same. Like, mm. she will tell you what she thinks. She's very upfront. But I think the problem is that sometimes some people are not ready for that level of honesty. Yeah, yeah, no. And no. you have to learn. I've got into some, even at work, I've had to learn to not be so freely expressive. Because mm -hmm. some people are not, they don't respond well. And I guess that's a lesson I had to learn as a child. That Yeah, yeah. context and me, awareness of, of, yeah. of, of where people are. Yeah. Makes a for big me, difference. And I carry a lot of guilt. So sometimes when I say it, it's because I don't want to carry your guilt. Mm. I really don't want to deal with the guilt that you're leaving on my doorstep. And like I say to you, when I had her say what she said about my dead sibling, mm -mm. it was the guilt that I was then carrying around so me telling her was me saying okay you deal with me but she had promised me she wouldn't take it back but she took it back and went yeah. and said this is what happened yeah. and yeah. you know now as an adult i can see the shadiness of her doing that because what she did is she landed me in hot fire and mm. she left me to deal with that hot fire on my own yeah she was there and i was able to go and tell her but nothing would happen i still had to deal with that hot fire on my own and I had to deal with that whole fire until, until even today, 
I'm still having to deal with the ramifications from that one moment and everything else that happened. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that one moment deserved what I had to live through. Mm -hmm. It didn't. Mm -hmm. Because first it started off as being physical hitting. Then it became emotional. And emotionally abusing a child and gaslighting a child is the worst thing you can do because you're basically depriving them of basic ways of being able to build relationships with others as they grow. And I struggled. Sometimes I look at my friends and I ask myself, why are they friends with me? Because I must be the most awful person to deal with. When a guy leaves me, I'm like, you know what? They were right. I'm awful. I don't deserve anybody's love. And that's why even with child abuse, if you're my friend and I see you talk to a child some type of way, even if you're saying, oh, I'm teaching them, uh-uh, we're fighting, hands will get thrown. Yeah, because, because you've child, been in a space where you've yeah, been treated like that. Uh-huh. I can't. Hands will get thrown. We will fight. It can get real. In the, Like, I don't care. <laughs> we, can, we can hit each other if we have to. But you can't do that to a child because... Those words get imprinted. Yeah. And Tinto, I have so many words that are imprinted. You know, honestly, I I almost feel like this book was written for you because that is lesson, no, not lesson, agreement number one. Be be impeccable with your word, which is basically Mm -hmm. saying, uh, impeccable in the context of the book means without sin. So do not say things that would hurt so bad that it could really affect somebody's livelihood for life. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what you're saying here is precisely what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm yep. going to, I'm going to put brakes on it here. Um, yep. And, and for those who are listening to this episode, it's premature for me to actually get back to the lessons because uh, suddenly now we need to have part two of this just to at least get some more information on what happened primarily with, with I suspect, step mother number two, who's B3. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't know how much more your dad has a part to play in all of this, but all of this will unfold in, in next weekend's episode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Adiza, for, for, for making time for this. I'll, I'll give you a shout soon after this to schedule our uh, second call. But for those who've <laughs> okay. been listening to this episode of The Feeling Station, I'm your host, Tinto, and I look forward to catching you in next weekend's story. Thank you. Come on.